was very difficult to get a book out and it was considered a very prestigious thing. It's still considered prestigious, but it's much easier to do. We're talking about Kindle, Amazon, and other digital formats books. Anybody can go to kdp.com, which is Amazon's publishing platform, and publish pretty much anything. Now, the problem is that if it's terrible, nobody's gonna buy it. <laughs> I feel like with Web3, it's disrupting how we experience things. I'm very much looking forward to see the evolution of publishing within the world of Web3 and Metaverse. A very special episode here in terms of topic and discussion. Here it's Mara Genovese, founder and president of Imaging Power, global digital marketing powerhouse. Today, I'm here with my lovely Siong, our talent director at Imaging Power, and together we'll have the pleasure to receive at Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast, the wonderful Alinka Rutkowska. Alinka, I hope, please tell me that I said your surname correctly. It's perfect. Thank you so much. Amazing. So Alinka, she's the founder and CEO of Leaders Press, a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling press. She has developed a method for guaranteed press best-selling book publishing, and she's helping many entrepreneurs and business leaders to share their knowledge and legacy to the world. Having launched over 500 books, this is remarkable, with best-selling status, her mission is to help 10,000 entrepreneurs to share their wisdom by 2030. Siang, how amazing is to have a guest. We're so Mark lucky. Eileen. We are so lucky. I'm so happy to also have you for oh. the first time here <laughs> with me as a co-host on our third episode of our Influencer Marketing Cover Podcast Season 2. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Myra. Like, it's an honor to be here as well. And I'm super excited to hear what Alinka has to share with us on our main topic today, which is how the publishing industry is actually keeping up with the creator economy. So just to add to Myra's introduction, Alinka is also a best-selling author herself having published several titles across fiction, nonfiction, and children's book. She is a member of Forbes Business Council and has been featured on Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and Fox News, and among any, many other outlets. Welcome to the Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast, and thank you for joining us all the way from Italy. Do we leave anything out of your amazing resume? Now, this is perfect. I think the most important and interesting part is that I can help our listeners get their books done and out and on bestseller lists. So if this is what you're interested in, then we can definitely chat about that throughout the interview and anything else regarding publishing and marketing. Amazing. Welcome again, Alinka. And it's the first time I think we are having a publishing and as a guest on our podcast. So very special episode here in terms of topic and discussion. Uh, and we are kind of, we have, you know, so many 
questions to 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 you. Uh, but I think to start with, we wanted to, as we are a digital marketing, you know, agency. Uh, we work a lot with you know with creators and, and talents. You know, not just developing. Uh, digital marketing strategy for a brand, but also develop a strategy for our own talents that we represented and helping us then to grow within their career uh, and guiding them through the journey, what is being a creator, right? So with the publishing industry, how, what are you feeling about, like how the publishing industry is keeping up with the creator economy? And have you seen any impact or a transformation within the published industry with the rise of influencers, culture voices, and content creators. Because based on your, you know, uh, CV here that we, you know, that we, uh, as we introduced to you, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Uh, but never less to say that creators, they are entrepreneurs as well, right? But just like It would be wonderful for us to start with that link of publishing, creating com and creators economy and your view uh, on that. Well, it's never been easier to get your voice out right now. Um, and that's both on audio, video, in book form. There are no more gatekeepers, really. So it is a matter of your marketing capability. <laughs> you as a digital marketing agency know a lot about that for the publishing industry until not so long ago you first had to find an agent and that was not easy if you were able to find an agent then um, that agent would pitch you to publishers and then maybe a publisher will take your manuscript under their wing and then um, develop it and publish it and market it and that would be like a two to two and a half year um, adventure from the moment that you find that agent and you probably need to contact still like hundreds of them before you find one. So very difficult, it was very difficult to get a book out and it was considered a very prestigious um, thing. It's still considered prestigious, but it's much easier to do. So anybody can go to kdp.com, which is Amazon's publishing platform and publish pretty much anything. Now, the problem is that if it's terrible, nobody's gonna buy it, <laughs> but you have the power. So you have the power to actually get out there, just like you have the power to create your podcast or YouTube video. Maybe nobody's gonna listen to it or view the video, but you can create that medium and start marketing it. And I think um, that, um, that empowered so many creators. Um, because it became less of a validation type of thing, like one person or one small team will decide whether your ideas are worthy. No, it's actually the, your audience that is deciding. And uh, probably marketing right now became you know, the number one superpower you can have as a professional because How are people going to find out about the amazing value that you can provide if you didn't do your job in spreading the word? So I know that you know this is your superpower, so you're able to spread the word uh, for creators of pretty much anything. But as far as books are concerned, 
um, it, it's never been easier. Now, there are pros and cons, of course, because it's never been easier. But if you don't know what you're doing, then you're not going to get any eyeballs on that book. So you really need to start um, either learning how to um, publish a book like the, like the professionals do or outsource it to a professional team. Um, and in terms of publishing, there are three main streams. So we discussed the traditional publishing, which is going through an agent. Um, then I spoke briefly about self-publishing when you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there's hybrid publishing, which is what we do at Leaders Press, which is a combination of these both, both of these wor worlds. And by hybrid, I mean that you get the professional assistance of a uh, editorial team and you get traditional distribution, which we do through uh, our distribution partner, Simon & Schuster, but you also have a lot of creative control. So we would never say, your cover idea is terrible. <laughs> We're not going to use it. We'll <laughs> rather, we won't let anybody publish a terrible cover, but we will work really um, uh, tightly with them to make sure that both the author is happy and it's a quality cover. So these are the three main um, streams in the publishing world right now. And we can talk about anything you want from here. We can compare, we can dive into one of them, whatever you feel is most beneficial to our listeners. Very interesting. Uh, and I love the way you describe like the three, you know, three kind of, you know, possibilities of how you can have and create it in, in your book. And, uh, and, and, and to your point, yes, like if you think about not too long ago, right, it, to have a book written, it was something that is quite, you know, uh, unachievable, right? Because as you said, you have to have an agency, then you have to go and... It sounds like a wild dream to exactly. even have a book back then, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Now it feels that it's much more accessible, especially within the digital space, right? Because we're talking about Kindle, Amazon and other digital formats books. So tell us a little bit about that, right? So it is, you know, digital book as, you know, powerful nowadays as the traditional books. So how, how, how do you see that? Because now a lot of people, they don't buy more the actual book, right? Because they prefer to read on their, you know, their iPads or their, you know, mobile phones. Is that have been an impact within the industry or no, it's more, is a, is a, is a, is a more possibility of selling the book because you have the, you know, the, the digital as well as the paper format. When we do books, our authors always want both formats, always a paperback or hardcover and an ebook. And then um, very often also an audiobook, which is usually a digital download, mm -hmm. well, a couple of CDs, but mostly digital downloads. So, the ebook is really, really powerful. The ebook is an, um, gives you that instant gratification. So you click and it's on your reader and you can start reading right now. You don't have to wait. I know like in New York, you maybe wait an hour and the drone brings the book. That's not what happens in where I live. I don't wait a couple of days. So just being able to get it immediately is huge. Um, these ebook sales, uh, count towards bestseller lists. So we get books on the USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller lists. Ebooks count a big time. So that's really important to uh, have that and be able to orchestrate a bestseller launch through the digital format. So I think it's the new, you know, it's the new 
ebook is the new version of a book and then the audiobook which is also digital for the most part is huge because of um you know you know very well we're recording a podcast that people are listening to podcasts and so they will also um this is the same audience that likes audiobooks for the same reasons so this is huge if you're a business owner or any type of professional who's doing a book to build their business to grow their brand you want an audiobook because there is a percentage of your audience that will only listen and this is how they're going to get into your world and potentially become your clients and then there are people and then it depends on who your audience is so if you're talking to digital marketers maybe you can skip the paperback format although i would not but maybe but you know it makes sense that the majority of your readers will um download the book if your audience is <laughs> grandmas right now then maybe they don't like the ebook they like paper and the majority of your sales will be paperbacks but if you're an entrepreneur you want all the formats because i'm pretty sure that one or two clients that will come through any of those formats will make it worthwhile to have them produced so alinka i think you touch on a really good subject i think this segues into because like you were saying about what your audience wants versus like the type of formats that comes through and i really wanted to like kind of jump in earlier on which is because you said the secret sauce to really like publishing and like whichever like method that you go with it's really a good marketing strategy so my question would be does the different formats affect how you market the books like well what's what's your experience or expertise like has been so far well yes um for most of the online marketing you will want to push the ebook and audiobook versions you know they yeah. are all linked on, on the main retailer site so you if you go to amazon you're going to see them all there so you can select your format mm-hmm. uh, but if you're looking for example to drive visitors to a bookstore then you're really pushing the paperback and you might want to drive them through let's say facebook ads or linkedin ads because you can choose the geographical area so you might want to do that but uh, maybe you want to have a you know old school newspaper ad <laughs> and you know drive them to the bookstore or or drive them to a paperback because if somebody's buying the newspaper that they like to touch and smell yeah, some, sometimes yeah. you just yeah. want like that book the feeling of that paperback you know yeah you just uh you need to be consistent got it got it no like that that's that's great insight and and also because i also kind of want to touch base on like because you shared so much uh, like so much to unpack earlier on you know it, it comes to the good thing is now kind of everyone could publish themselves or self-publish but also like i wouldn't say it's the bad side of it but like when when everyone could self-publish it comes with noise you know like so my question i'm trying to be politically correct here like what what in your own opinion makes a good book you know what what makes a, a book that's worthy for publishing what do you look out for at leader press right well when we get started on a project even before and we onboard a client or even before they sign up uh the number one thing we want to understand is where the book is going to sit on the bookshelf so you as an author the best exercise you can do before you get started on your book is you go into a bookstore you look for your shelf and let's say it's business 
And then mm -hmm. you start narrowing down. So what exactly is your topic? Is it leadership? Is it finance? Is it IT? Is it small business? And uh, then you need to figure out where your book belongs. That specific bookshelf, the books on that bookshelf are called your competing titles. Mm -hmm. And you want to now find your unique selling proposition or how you are going to stand out and give the reader a reason to buy your book and not the one sitting on the bookshelf next to yours. So that's what we want to find out. That's where we start. And that's what will make a great book. That's very, I never thought about it that, you know, to, you know, to think about having a book, you need to go first at, you know, a bookstore and understand where, you know, what are, where you wanted to be in the shelf. Very, very, very interesting insight. No idea that this is how, how to start it, but it makes totally sense, right? We need to understand what are the topic that we wanted to talk about is business, is mental health, is, you know, finance. So it's a, it's a very good point, but do you also like when the author decide okay they wanted to talk about business uh how is your involvement as a publishing to understand if that story that the entrepreneur wanted to talk about that will engage online and offline right if they decided to do the paperback and also the online version what are the influence that you guys have on providing that inside, mm, but that story actually it's not going to engage or yes, that's a great story that can engage because it is not just about what the author wanted to talk about, but that that story will resonate and will engage, right? Because I'm assuming that's a secret sauce on that, right? Right. So we have two tracks at Leaders Press. One is when we get an author with an idea in their head and we start with that positioning um, exercise that I described, then mm -hmm. we create an outline together. And then uh, we have a series of interviews where we ask uh, them questions and record those. Those are transcribed and that's the foundation of the book. Um, then mm -hmm. the book goes written based on those. So it's a, a you know collaboration, collaborative process and our project managers and interviewers are super skilled at asking the right questions to pull out a great story. So that's the easy part if we're able to create it. Then the more challenging bit is when we get a manuscript that's already been written and then you know evaluate whether this is something that we want to put our name on and our logo on and also push uh, through our distribution partner, Simon & Schuster with their logo on it. So what we do is we send those manuscripts to our editors for an evaluation. And we get a, like a two-page evaluation that tells us, you know, if this is a story that will fly according to them or not. And then there are several aspects that it's being judged by. And there's the, you know, arc of the story and marketability. There's also, um, you know, the writing style, um, grammar and stuff. So if it's a great story, it has terrible, you know, grammar needs to be edited. That's fine. We can do that. <laughs> if it's, uh, you know, just uh, doesn't fit or is uh, bland, we don't think it's going to fly. It's not written very well. Then we will um, give them that feedback written by the editor, everything. Like we're not going to hold back. We're not going to say, oh, no, just thank you. Uh, we're actually going to tell them because it's valuable to know 
And uh, in that case, if we're not able to work with this, we will suggest that we start working from scratch and interview them. And in uh, many cases, they agree. They can see it then, you know, if your manuscript gets, uh, gets a three out of 10, <laughs> Uh, it, it's because that's how it's been evaluated by an editor. Uh, so it's uh, really, well, I would say almost impartial. I mean, because they're working with us, but it's uh, like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say, give everybody low votes because I want to do this book for them from scratch. Um, so it is a really good way to understand where your book stands. And, uh, you know, for us, it's also a way to, be able to filter what we're doing because we won't publish any just just any book there are there are books or topics that we don't want to publish yeah no it's a good thing that you said because my next my next no like not question but i'm just to understand is just like how do you select you know like the, the the books and the stories that you will engage with and work with the interview and are you now open just to, because like he, he, historically, all you guys do is to collaborate with entrepreneurs, right? For them to write their own books. But now with, as we're discussing here about the rise of influencers and creators, we can see there's a lot of creators and influencers writing a book. Some of them becoming bestsellers because people are like we, that's something that we cannot neglect, right? That nowadays people they do have an interest on like how that like that influencer became you know a 20 million you know thousand dollars and they come with that yes. marketing they, knowledge exactly. on their platforms as well so it's exactly so they they are able to marketing their own book through their platform because they already have their community so we see like you know influencers with 9 million followers that when they do a book is like sold out in, in a matter of hours because they already have that community that is interesting to read more about the stories how they started or like whatever topic it is the people will buy is it something that you know how do you see that you know element of you know bookings being written and by creators and influencers is it something that you um, as a publishing, consider to collaborate with creators, influencers, or no? For you, it's all about, you know, the stories of interviews and and so on and so forth. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Our main audience is entrepreneurs and anybody who is a professional um, of some sort. So anything nonfiction, really. Influencers, of course. Um, we just don't do fiction. We do, uh, we started a new imprint for fiction for a manuscript that's ready, even children's books that were expanding, but our core mm, is very exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Our core is still, um, entrepreneurship and the two different, the two main types of uh, books that we do is one is for a, for an entrepreneur or a, mm -hmm. Um, influencer who wants to grow their business or expand their brand. Interesting. Okay, yes. so you do that. Okay. And that book becomes a lead generator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it can basically be found on Amazon because Amazon is a search box. If anybody's looking for, let's say, um, digital marketing, we will go to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. They will go to Amazon. The credit card is hooked up already to Amazon. And then we would want to, if that was you, position your book so that it 
pops up when somebody looks for that, they can start reading it and say, oh, wow, these guys really know what they're talking about. Click through to a link to sign up for your mailing list, and then you have a prospect that you can start a conversation with. Then the second part is a more of a legacy piece. So if, for example, you, Myra, as the founder, would want to um, have a book that shows how you arrived, where you've arrived, all the things that you've done, and something that will remain after you've moved on in your business or um, you know, another world, <laughs> then that's going to stay. And so it's a different, you position things differently. If you want to say, this is how you do digital marketing, you're probably not going to share your childhood uh, stories mm -hmm. in it. If you're going to do you know, um, your life story, then you will, and it's going to be less businessy. So these are the two types. Yeah, Alinka, I think you may have found yourself another client here. So Myra over here is not only an entrepreneur, she's also an influencer in her very own right. So for someone like Myra, what, what advice or tip would you give her when it comes to like, I guess like thinking about her book or, or even Myra, like, wait, before we jump onto that, my, do you have, do, do you want to, did you, do you have a dream of like maybe publishing your own book someday? Someday, yes, but I wouldn't go into that direction on the business element uh, at all like this is something yeah, I think we need to yeah this is something that I, 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 I wouldn't do uh, why not why not because I think it, it's just it's a I, maybe I think I've scratched me if I'm wrong it's just the, the business you know opportunities for books it is um, it's quite of a crowd market right now right for me like when I go to to you know to bookshops so I'm looking for a business related book there's so many you know options with the same subject then you go like why everyone is reading the same kind of topic when it comes to to business so i feel like this is my perception that can be a little bit saturated and also like for you to get the engagement we see all those books that you have, you know, to talk about business. And I think, anyway, my story wouldn't be interested on the business level. I, I so it would be more about my story, for being sure. Being humble here. I think <laughs> it will be quite refreshing to hear from a, a cultural person of a color, female entrepreneur. Yeah, we'll that's, more to that's, that direction. It's really just in, like, you know, like, started... The, uh, her business out like you know from from like scratch and and just like built this like digital marketing powerhouse itself alika do you think like there is a, a shelf a space somewhere he's trying to sell me here on this podcast alinka <laughs> i love i love what you said because these are like you know we have like a list of objections and these are like the typical Right? <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but really, like the like, standard ones, like, aren't there already enough books? Um, there are plenty of books, um, but this is this first exercise that we talked about at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to fit into something. So the fact that there are books on the topic is good. It means people are interested in it and want to buy those books. And they usually don't just buy one. They, they buy, buy five more, or yeah. ten. I've bought a lot. The, they want to learn everything. <laughs> and then how are you different? Uh, MD Empower isn't exactly like other companies out there. So this is your opportunity to explain what your framework is and you know to have an extra lead generation tool. So if your competitors are having books on shelves and you're not, then they the ones that like to 
um, consume information via books are all flowing to them, to them as yeah, opposed to yeah. you. You're getting the people who are listening to podcasts. It's true. Uh, that is true. But, you know, you might be missing out right there. And do you have anything interesting to say? I've only heard interesting things from you today. So, yeah. <laughs> So let, let's see, let's see. You, you, you never say no, right? And I Alinka, think we'll have this conversation after <laughs> this. Doing a pitch. Yeah. We're doing a big pitch. pitch. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a manager, like just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I'm super interested about? It's just like, how will the published industry will type into Web3 and Metaverse? Because I am so obsessed about at the moment with Metaverse. Uh, myself, because, you know, as a, as a digital marketing, you know, agency and collaborating and working with brands on how to innovate it when it comes to disruption, to promote their brands and their service and the products. And uh, it's, uh, you know, metaverse is not that it's going to be the new thing in the future is already happening. Right. We've been talking a lot of the hospitality clients that they really wanted to understand if they creating a, if they can create a virtual space of their hospitality that people can also, instead of, you know, traveling to Italy to stay in a beautiful hotel and enjoy, you know, the beautiful, you know, Italy, they will be able to join and immerse into, it's not the same, of course, and there we talk about virtual space and real life experience, but, you know, people and brands and services, they already start talking about and thinking about that because it would be a demand. We will have, you know, people that would prefer to, you know, embark into a virtual space and less on the, you know, real life experience and, and vice versa. Would this affect publishing in terms of not affecting on a bad way, affecting on giving you more opportunities on publishing and promoting books or even creating virtual experience of book stories? We are not there yet. So this is all in my mind right now. We don't have a service for it. Uh, but, you know, I think we could have a conversation like this right in the metaverse and um, open it up to like all the listeners being here right now with us in the room. Um, we're talking about books, not about a specific book, but we could invite yeah. an author, um, you know, doing a talk about their um, subject matter. And uh, that could be the type of experience that we would be able to provide. So it's almost as if it was a book signing where you don't have to go anywhere physically you can you know join in yeah. from amazing love that so I if i do a book that's the direction i wanted to go i wanted to have a metaverse book signing and, and interact so with e-sign on the books that is because <laughs> i think an that NFT. is like the future of disruption for you know for books and uh, i love what you said that like yes we can create that you know metaverse experience because a lot of like uh on roblox right which is a platform of gaming uh, they do have their virtual space and what I've a lot of, you know, the film industry is doing before the film goes to the cinema. So they create the whole meet the casting within the virtual space at Roblox. And I think that will evolve from Metaverse for sure. And then I think it's the same. You can apply for a book launch, which I, I it's uh, something that uh, yeah. I haven't thought before. But and, and Linka, I think you used the word experience. Like, I think that's just so spot on. I feel like with web three it's it's a it's a disrupt like it's disrupting how we experience things and i think a book 
in it, whether or not it's an ebook or like a, a paperback, it is still an experience. So I, I guess my question would be, have you seen some like some changes in the publishing industry whereby they're starting to maybe dip their feet a little bit into that space of like changing the experience of consuming books? So you said it's happening now. Um, it's happening now. It's a little bit in the future slightly. So what I'm seeing is conversation in masterminds mm. and you know um, groups of entrepreneurs where you know we do talk about you know NFTs and book publishing industry and how that could work. I haven't actually experienced it, you know, being done. But I think we're you know just one step away from it, and it's just a matter not of if but of when. <laughs> okay. I'm very like, you know, like I really wanted to see where the word's going to lead us all with seeing this uh, virtual space. I'm tempted to ask Alinka what any possible theories or like conversations they can maybe sneak and share with our audience. Like just when it comes to like the possibility of just like that changing the way we publish book or consume books. Is there any you could share with us or that's like top secret? <laughs> well, I don't think I have anything like actionable right now. So it's all in the you know, it's in the ideation phase. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking if we have three. this conversation yeah. again this time next year, like we might be uh, talking only about this throughout the whole. Putting you, I'm putting you down for season three right now. <laughs> um, we will be in touch, Alinka. <laughs> And Alika, I think like one of the things that we all very like, and I'm sure, you know, our audience that is listening to us now is about the fact that when you guys publishing book, you guarantee the best selling status for the author. How is it again? Is it something that you can tell us? Like how, how you guys can guarantee that? Is it? Because of the marketing that you guys do behind the, secret the promotion, sauce. What, we is, want it. what is the secret sauce? Because everyone wants, like, whoever wants to that you know is listening to us today that are interested in publishing a book. As you said at the beginning of the conversation, if you are publishing a book, you want them to be successful, right? You want people to read. Uh, and just to add to Myra, one of Alinka's best-selling book, which is How I Sold Eighty Thousand Book, it's available. Go check it out. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of secrets in there, but Alinka, we want to hear it now in want this podcast, it, yeah. from this part. Yeah. 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 I want it now. I want it all. I want it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we guarantee uh, various levels of bestseller. We can have an Amazon bestseller or we can go all the way up to USA Today or Wall Street Journal bestseller. The uh, method is similar, only the sort of scope is different. So what we do is we orchestrate the launch several months ahead. We know exactly when the book will gonna is going to come out, and we work with partners who mail their audiences in that specific period of time. So we know who we need to reach out to, how many they are, how many sales we can expect in order to get to the numbers that we need to get. So it's mostly through email marketing and through our partnerships that we've developed over the years. Yeah, and, and does it change if the said author is a creator with like already existing following across social? Does that make it easier or like 
So like we guarantee a spot on the list, but when you come in with a platform, you can get a better rank on that list. Got it, got it. And how would and a creator get in touch if they want to? Um, we have a lot of creators on this podcast um, listening. So if they want to get in touch and really just kind of like go through the experience, how would they do it? Well, the best way is to go to leaderspress.com slash discover. And then you can go through a one minute quiz that will tell you Ooh. what type of book you should write. The lead generator, the legacy piece, anthology, because there's different types. And you'll also get an audiobook. My audiobook, Outsource Your Book, which describes the 17 steps that we use to get get our books out um and it's an audio book so you like to listen you're going to have it in audio format and you get both these things when you go to leaderspress.com slash discover mike's gonna do that straight after this (laughs) (laughs) alinka what a pleasure to have you with us today to discuss the session you know interesting as I said, topic that we haven't had any guests that, you know, coming from publishing before. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to see the evolution of publishing. We're seeing the world of Web3 and Metaverse, as you said, stewarding age now. We know it's happening, but, you know, now I think not just, you know, on on, on the publishing uh, side of it, I think everyone is at the momentum of ideating, right? Ideating ideas, trying to understand, you know, how can we engage uh, with avatars, right? Because we're all going to be consumers, but like we're going to be, you know, virtual consumers like in a, as, as, as an avatar. And uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting to see where we are in a year time because things are moving very quickly, right? Within the digital landscape and all the offers that are out there. Uh, I think when you mentioned about the Amazon, like the Amazon become became, sorry, a Google search, right? So if you're looking to buy a book or if you're looking to buy a product, the first place you go, at least I do, is to go to Amazon. Not necessarily you want to buy from Amazon, but you end up buying from Amazon because like, oh my God, Amazon is, it can become you addicted. And I only buy books through Amazon. I am a paper book, uh, but I always when I'm on social media, on Instagram, and I can see, you know, uh, I can see people sharing, you know, the books they're reading. First thing I go is check on uh, on Amazon. So great insights here. Siang, I know we could stay here forever. I, I hope to, but <laughs> Alinka, thank you so much for having us. Uh, I will be in touch for Myra's book. Oh my God, he's still telling me. And also some of like, some of the our audience, uh, some of the creators in our audience that would love to like also be part of like Leader Press. I feel like that's something that we could keep on talking and talking, but I think that's a conversation we'll probably take off uh, this podcast. Maya. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And uh, I think, yes, there's a lot of opportunities for creators. I truly believe that, you know, so many influencers uh, out there, they have a great story to, to tell. Uh, but again, it's all about finding the right opportunity and the right, you know, publishing to support them and, and throughout the journey and a good marketing for sure. So Alinka, thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here with us. What a pleasure. Uh, we'll be sure to be in touch and for all of our audience that's here listening to this podcast, hope you have enjoyed. Uh, and if you have any question to Alinka, we will give we will add it, uh, her contact details and website 
on this podcast. And then you can find our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Play, and Amazon. So all details of, you know, Alinka will be there. And then, of course, if you have any questions to me or Siang, we'll be more than happy as well to be answering your questions. Thank you so much once again for being listening to our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. And I hope to see you all soon on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Siang. What a pleasure to It's have you It's been a here. learning experience. Amazing. Amazing. So we'll do more together for sure. Alinka, thank you so much again. Thank you, Myra. Thank you, Siang. Thank you, listeners. This has been amazing. See you, Alinka. See you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.